Kentucky Girl, Chapter 7, Part 1 The white settlers thought of the Indians as heathen savages, but on occasion they learned that the natives of this land could be as honorable and considerate as they were. While these indigenous people were not as sophisticated in our culture as Clem and Rachel, nevertheless they had a culture to which was attuned to their way of living. They had hundreds of years of history behind them to emphasize the positive acts and ambitions and to eliminate the negative aspects. In an historic clash of cultures, we find Tim, a young lad of 15 years old, enmeshed in this struggle. Tim was one of Rachel's student teachers in her attempt to provide an education for the young. Tim was a quick student and learned his lessons well. He also was very interested in and helpful in Nancy's work of dispensing herbs and such. One day, while he was out in the field gathering leaves for the old woman, he became so engrossed in what he was doing, he wandered far from his usual gathering area. He was so intent in his search that he stepped into a hole and fell forward, breaking his left leg. Too late, he recognized that he had violated the cardinal rule of survival in this wild country by going alone without a companion. The pain was very high, and though he could hear nothing but forest noises, he hollered, Help! He waited in a bit and hollered again, Help! Still no answer. Unbeknownst to him, there was someone who heard his cry. A young brave and his sister heard Tim and silently crawled toward him. They were very cautious and watched for several minutes to see if another one of his kind came to help him. Tim continued breathing on the ground and knew that he was in deep trouble. He squirmed around and attempted to get up. Failing in that, he fell back. He searched around to find a limb that he could reach which might help him to maneuver. Failing in that, he was losing hope. The two pairs of eyes that observed this crept forward and showed themselves. The young brave was a boy Tim's age, and his sister was a couple of years younger. They had also been out hunting herbs. Tim was very apprehensive when seeing these two Indians, but was hopeless to do anything about it. The boy Indian pointed to Tim's leg and said something to his sister. Both Indians showed the palms of their hands to Tim and tried to smile while shaking their head. They were attempting to calm Tim's fears. The boy Indian again said something to his sister and went off into the woods. The girl knelt down and stroked Tim's forehead all the while making soothing sounds. Tim's fears subsided somewhat and his eyes looked into hers and saw compassion. 
He was so relieved that he even smiled, which evoked a smile from her. While they were looking into each other's eyes, the boy Indian returned with a couple of limbs. One short one had been skinned free of bark and was very straight. The two talked among themselves and then by sign language tried to tell Tim that they had to set his leg. The young boy ended pointing to Tim's leg, then to his sister's leg, and nodding his head, yes, sat down to hold his sister's ankle while she was laying down. Then he applied his foot to her crotch and simulated a pull to her ankle. Both Indians then pointed to Tim's legs and nodded their head yes. Tim nodded his head yes to tell them he understood. Then it was a straightforward action for the girl to hold his hand and the boy repeating what he had just simulated with his sister. At this point, the girl held the skinned limb alongside Tim's leg while the boy took rawhide and wrapped several turns around the limb and the leg. Tim was now overjoyed at his rescue and blurted out, Thank you, thank you, thank you. While the Indians did not know the words, they did know the intent. Tim was looking into her eyes and thinking, She is beautiful. The young brave could see that his sister liked this white boy and was glad. Now, the young brave brought out the larger limb, which had another limb growing out of it, making a Y. He measured this limb against Tim's armpit and bottom of foot, and marking it, he then next cut the limbs at the marked spots which now made a usable crutch. He indicated to Tim that it was time to try this crutch, and with that he helped Tim to stand and try the crutch. This worked out very well, and so the trio started for the Indian village quite far away. Tim limping along with one arm around the girl and the other arm using the crutch. When night fell, the young brave fashioned a sleeping place for the three of them. While he was doing that, the girl had a fire going and cooked strips of some kind of meat. Tim was very impressed how efficient she was. Tim also felt helpless not to do his share of the chore. The pain in his leg was high, and yet Tim felt almost giddy by having these two new friends. Physical pain was such a small thing in relation to the human contact that he now enjoyed. He couldn't remember having this kind of feelings about the boys and girls that he grew up with. Yes, and he recognized that part of it was due to them saving him. But even so, he admired that young brave's lived movements and his apparent concern for his sister. He had to admit that this young girl was an exciting and beautiful being. Hobbling along with his makeshift crutch and two companions made the journey short. Now they were entering the village with its collection of noise. Dogs barking, women fussy at children, children shouting to each other, and everybody in a good humor. When everyone came in to see this white boy that Running Deer and Morning Dove brought to the village, 
Tim was uneasy, but not afraid. He just couldn't understand all that they were saying. He understood their curiosity and did not flinch when the different ones would touch him, some even to scrub him with their touch to see if that whiteness would come off. He even smiled at that, which brought excited comments and even laughter. Morning Doe was particularly protective of his broken leg and pointed out to everyone to be careful. After the initial newness wore off, the village went back to its hubbub and life went on. Tim was a little surprised to see how these people acted and reacted much like his own people. He thought that if it was not for the language and the color of his skin, he could be just like them. Next, Running Deer and Morning Dove took him to a teepee near the edge of the village. It was twilight and time to build a fire for the evening meal. In this culture, it was the female's duty to build a fire and prepare the meal. And so, Morning Dove quickly built a fire and prepared the meal. For his part, Running Deer started getting an upended log for Tim to sit on. Tim attempted to help Running Deer but was waved off. Running Deer watched Tim's eyes following Morning Dove in all of her moves and was glad. After the meal, all three went into Morning Dove's teepee where Running Deer had partitioned it off, male versus female. Morning Dove checked Tim's leg and nodded her head yes. With that, all three laid down to sleep. Tim could not sleep right away as mind kept going over these events and wondered what his people thought about him missing. He also thought about how lucky he was to have found this wonderful girl. Tim's leg was throbbing but did not keep him from thinking about his new situation. He thought about the little boys and girls that touched him today in their curiosity. They are so cute, he thought, and to think they've accepted me as, as a part of their family is amazing. Thank you, Lord, for helping me this day. And with that, sleep came over him. <laughs>